I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes, man. Like, that guy is ridiculous. The GOAT retired. LeBron James, all-time leading scorer. Arguably the greatest player of all time. As a fan, obviously you don't want to lose. Yeah, I don't think people really give UFC fighters a lot of credit for cutting weight and then going out there to put on a fight. I've been looking on Facebook and Instagram and I've been seeing a lot of pictures of this gentleman. There's been a lot of news lately. Um, kind of goes back throughout the timeline, too, of athletes getting in a little bit of trouble. Consequences are questionable, in my opinion. Uh, I think you have the same thought process on that. You see mm -hmm. Henry Ruggs, Phil Mickelson is still pretty new. Ja Morant. Yeah, let, let, let's start with Ja Morant, right? Because... Big basketball star, NBA, a lot of play, a lot of guys look up to him. You know, it's I know we, we talked like the kids, right? It's it's the kids looking up to these guys as their idols. They're buying their jerseys. They're doing this, that, and the other. Uh, talk to us about John Morant. Like this is a guy who not once but twice has flashed a gun in a social media video that kind of went viral. And yeah, that second time was sort of like, all right, dude, your your boy kind of like hid the phone, tried to prevent the gun from being seen on the uh, Instagram live. Um, you know, just talk talk to us about as a young kid, like how that how that really shouldn't be allowed. Going all the way back, like I'm sure you know, John Morant has a great story. He the story about him getting a scholarship, he went to the vending machine, he was getting some chips, and the head coach was like, hey, I've seen you playing ball, you're really good, come play here. He tears it up in March Madness, gets drafted. Memphis hasn't been good for the past couple of years, and he just turns into a superstar. And he's young, and he's a role model for these young kids. And then, like you said, it was probably, what, March? He was, uh, was it a Utah strip club, uh, maybe, or... It, it, was, it was a strip club and he was under the influence, flashed a gun. A lot of bad stuff happened. He was like, you know what? That's on me. Like, I understand my role for these kids. Like, these kids are buying tickets to come see me play and put on a show and inspire them. I just have to be a good role model. Fast forward a couple months, he flashes another gun after getting punished the first time. Like that, like, yes, you can make the argument and people have been making it saying he hasn't broke any laws. Like you could carry a gun, but it's more than that. It's these kids, like you have to point them in the right direction. You flashing guns, it makes it seem like, hey, it's okay to be doing these things, which it's not. And I get it, Jaws young too. And he has a lot of like, I guess, growing up to do, but it's just like little things. Like It's not little things, just stupid things like that. Like you get punished the first time and you still don't learn your lesson. Like, I don't know, man. And hopefully 
Um, he comes back later on in the season and he learns his lesson and plays good basketball, but he's just, he has a lot of growing up to do. Yeah. And he was in a, a Den- <coughs> Denver area strip club. De- Denver. I that, thought it was that, Utah. That was one. And, then, and you were right. You know, that was back in March and guys have learned their lessons in a variety of different ways, but this incident came like, just at, like you said, a couple months after the fact. It's not like it, there was an entire year that passed and then he gets in trouble again. Like this was like, all right, you get an eight game suspension, you wait three months, whatever it was, and then now he's looking at twenty five games. I want to get into this because athletes are obviously paid very, a lot of money. Um, in my opinion, it's it's a little bit too much, but at the same time, put yourself in their shoes, right? You every game you play is almost nationally televised. Everybody's going to see you for for most teams. And you've got to deal with that. You've got to deal with uh, hecklers. you got to deal with fans everywhere. Uh, fanatics trying to get your autographs, signed jerseys, this, that, and the other. Uh, interrupting your family time or whatever. Uh, by the way, I'm watching the quarterback series on Netflix, and I think that is great. Um, mm. I definitely I heard about it. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah, it. it's it's phenomenal. I mean, you for anybody who doesn't know Kirk Cousins or has a strong opinion about him, I mean, he they make him look like the greatest, like a, like a saint, um, in that entire thing. But nonetheless, like like these guys go through a lot of a lot of that stuff. So I understand the payment, but I also think, like I, I was talking to you earlier, I feel like these athletes are kind of like get that get out of jail free card. Yeah. 25 games for flashing a gun. I get the first time with eight, and then I know this wasn't that big of a deal, but it's like, dude, you just did it a few months ago, and he's getting 25 games, which which I know. 82 games in the NBA season, that's a little bit over the quarterway mark. We won't even see him until 2024 play. But still, I I, I just, I don't think that's, I don't think that's enough games for, for him. I don't think it's enough games. And another thing was he said he went down to Florida for therapy. He said he was getting better and all this other things. And then he just does it again. So I'm like, did you go to Florida? Did you get help? Right. Or, now the question marks are going through everybody's head. Yeah. So like, were you just BSing it the entire time? Like, yeah, I was working on myself, <laughs> blah, 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 all this other stuff. It's like, dude, like, come on. Like you do it once. You say you get help, then you just do it again right after. Like, and people were making the argument saying, oh, it was a fake gun. It was a water gun, all this other, uh, a gun, not like a lighter, like all this other stuff. I'm like, still, like, dude, oh my goodness. It's just, he doesn't learn his lesson. I mean, regardless, if I had a kid that's anywhere from seven to 11 or 12 years old, who like wanted that jersey, and then you see this guy doing that kind of stuff, doesn't really s- sit easy with me. And yeah. I, I don't care what kind of gun what it was. It, it was it was some sort of gun. Yeah, and you can see clearly in the video, whoever was taking it, just showing it. He flashes a gun, and then he his boy tucks like tucks in his shirt, like oh, probably wasn't supposed to do that. And they kind of yeah. just ended it from there. And the oh. camera goes down and all this other stuff. And, and I saw a lot of people making the argument between him and Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas. And those situations are completely different. 
Gilbert situation was far. He almost killed somebody. I mean, Jaw could have too, but Gilbert's situation was far more worse. Do you remember what Gilbert did? Uh, that was the night of the game, correct? Uh, I think so. And when he was in Washington? Yeah, the one of his teammates owed him money in, in a poker game or something and exchanged words or something like that. And you just pulled up in the locker room with a right, handful right. of guns. I think that was after the game, if I'm not mistaken. It was it was either before right. or after the game or one or the other. And he just showed up in the locker room with a bunch of guns and threatened that dude's life and got him kicked out of the league yeah. for, for life. So... Just John Moran. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but I know he's 23. He's 23. Wow. So he's really young. I've seen analysts talk about it. He just has to grow up and just put like a head on his shoulders. He's just, he's young right now. He's not making the best decisions. Maybe stay away from alcohol and stuff like that. And another thing is he just keeps portraying like that he's a thug, I guess. I don't know. Which which is uh, funny because he didn't he didn't grow up like that. No, like you see in the pictures, he's in a bat in a Ruben neighborhood, a rural neighborhood with his dad. He has a basketball court in his backyard. Like he had a good upbringing. Mm -hmm. It's not like he had a destroyed house or anything. He's just like portraying this young boy character. It's like, dude, just play basketball and be a good role model. So, right, so sort of like a wannabe Allen Iverson, because Allen Iverson, that's that's entirely different, right? He was a yeah. guy who led his football team to the championship, and then a few months later, led his basketball team to the championship. I, I actually, I he was actually considering to enter into the NFL draft. I don't know if you saw that, but anyway, AI, right? He kind of changed that style of the game, and now. You see guys like John. It just doesn't add up. The numbers don't add up. It's like, dude, look at your father, right? Obviously did a good job raising him, whatever. And then it's like you, you get all this fame, and it's almost like they're thrown away, which brings me to the, our next our next guy, uh, Henry Ruggs, played at Alabama. I'm sure you know that, being a Georgia fan. Yes, sir. And kind of just like, dude, what the hell were you thinking? And for anybody who doesn't know the story, back in November of 2021, uh, was on the Las Vegas Raiders and decided it was a good idea to, well, it was according to police reports, he was going up to 156 miles per hour on the Las Vegas Strip. And going that fast, who figures, uh, hits a woman and her dog and kills both of them. Now, news comes out later uh, in May of 2023. All right. Something's coming soon, right? And then beginning of August, the the story comes out. He's 10 years in prison. In three years, he'll be eligible for parole. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, I just that, that you killed a, an innocent life and an innocent two innocent lives, you know, for talking about our dog, too. And I think that's. You know, that, 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 that's e- equivalent to two lives taken. Yeah. And they're innocent. Did nothing. If I'm the family of, of those individuals, I am pissed. This guy's yeah, getting, I'm livid. This guy's getting 10 years for, for killing somebody. I, I, 
I don't know if it's just me, but for me, it's it's a life for a life. You're, you you sit in prison until the end of time, until the end of your yeah. Time. Just it just doesn't. I, I agree. I agree with that. And the topic of this episode is he just thinks like, yeah, I mean, he's the star, one of the star players for the Raiders or were, and he got a lot of money, and he just they get good lawyers and they could just squeak by every single time. Like, dude, I mean, Nick Saban said it. He talked about it. He was like, Hey, he's like, I tell my players this all the time. He's like, if you're out and you have a couple of drinks and you're not able to drive, call a teammate, call a coach, call a friend, call somebody. Don't get behind the wheel when you are driving a really fast car and that's exactly what henry ruggs did he drank and got in the car and killed two people or killed a the girl and her and uh, her dog yep. like it's and he gets 10 years for it that's it's crazy dude it's crazy and there's a ton more athletes like i mean i hate dogging on my braves but uh ozuna did it a few months ago he got pulled over for going too fast I'm Ozuna from the Braves. Like, <laughs> that's, they do that, they pull that card every time. Do you know who I am? I'm Henry Ruggs from the the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah, man, have a good night. Like, I don't care that this car is on fire and a girl and her dog are dead. Yeah, dude, it's cool. Just go home. I don't care. Like, no, nah, man, these athletes have to be held accountable for doing stupid Stupid crap, dude. It could have been avoided so easily. Like, he has the money for an Uber. He has the money to get. Right. It's not like these guys don't have the resources around them. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's at least 25 people he could have called, texted, whatever, reached out to for him to get a ride home that night. And yeah. I'm sure with Las Vegas, since they're in such like, a big like Las Vegas, it's a party city, gambling, everything. I'm sure they have a thing within the football team. If you're out on the strip and you're drinking and you can't drive, I'm sure there's designated drivers for the team to go pick up the players and take them home. Right. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. So it's just these athletes, dude, they don't realize like how much like influence they have on the youth. I mean, Henry Ruggs is different from Jaw, but still, I mean, just right, but stuff like that. that. He was still a young receiver yeah, coming into the league. I mean, his potential was to the roof. Uh-huh. And we're talking about a guy who went to Alabama, never got in a whiff of trouble. Nick Saban spoke very highly of him. Drafted in the first round, right? First round? Yeah. First round pick. I mean, what more? Las Vegas, and they go out and they get Devontae Adams shortly after. It's like everything's in front of you, dude. Everything's in front of you. And I just, I sit back and think to myself, is is there something about it? Is there, do they get on some sort of high life celebrity lifestyle and they just can't control it? I think what it is, is the athletes like, We've talked about it before. Only a small percentage of people get to the highest level of their sport. Only a small percentage Very of people small. get to the NFL. 
NBA, MLB. Very small. And they've grinded their entire life to get there. And once they get there, they think like they could just do whatever they want and with no with no with no punishment. Right. And no consequences. It's like, dude, congratulations. Like you are that small percentage that got to that high level, but you just can't just throw everything away. She's like, I grinded for it. Here I am. I can do whatever I want. No, dude. Now even more eyes are on you. You said it just a couple minutes ago. You have you have the media. You have the fans. You have the hecklers. You have you have so many more eyes on you now that you're in the league and you're a star player. Like this is when you really have to be like smart about your decisions. But these athletes just don't like they're not they're not smart with their decisions yeah and and you can't sit here and tell me that if that was anybody else that wasn't a professional athlete or any high profile status in society that they're not looking at life yeah i mean it's 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 just nonsense and again i i understand they they make the money and they have the lifestyle i'm sure they have gone they're they're human I think that that's the most important thing. They're, mm-hmm. they're they're human beings too, so we have to respect that and do that. But it's like, I just I, I can't wrap my head around making that poor of a decision. And I get it; they're young, right? They're young, but you, you still got to think, man. Like you are in such a high level. In it's not like these guys don't have good influences around them, right? Like you play for a professional football team. You've got to think somebody in your family, in the organization, whatever is some sort of a mentor to them. No. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm sure um, it's the first few days of the training camp and the rookies are there. They probably have a meeting like, Hey, like now you are in the big leagues. Like now, you have to be super careful with what you do, and say, and say you have to. Like, yes, you grinded your entire life to get here, but it it doesn't just magically like stop. Like now, you have to just keep your head on a swivel, keep doing what you're doing, and just stay out of trouble. But these athletes, man, they just they just keep doing. They they feel like they're invincible. I was, I was going to say, they feel like they're untouchable. Yeah, they feel like they're invincible when they finally get to their professional sport. Yeah, it's mind-boggling to me. But let's let's get away from the actions. Let's get more into the, uh, the newer problem around this league of sports. Let's go into uh, gambling. Uh, Calvin Ridley former Atlanta Falcons receiver. I know you were a big fan of his. Uh, got suspended for the entirety of last season because he gambled on his own team. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty... Do you do you remember that game that he bet on? Or... God. Uh, and, he, and, was inju- he was injured, right. so he wasn't, he right. wasn't playing. He, he bet on the Falcons, not him. Um, which is even worse because because I know you mentioned MJ earlier, be you know be, be off the air, but Michael Jordan always bet on himself, so it was a little bit different. Yeah, but but Calvin Ridley bet on the Falcons, and I, I think it was to lose. 
Uh, I don't. Uh, Dow would be really messed up. Well, if he was injured, they were not. No, 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 no. It was he placed a total of thirty nine hundred dollars. It was yeah, a six. six. Yeah, it was a six leg and a parlay. And if you haven't listened to our other episode about gambling, go check it out. Um, actually, it was fifteen hundred. He actually tweeted it right when, um, it happened. Uh, it was Falcons money line. Yeah, I bet fifteen hundred uh, total. I don't have a gambling problem. Okay. Uh, it doesn't say what team that he w- that the Falcons were playing against, but yeah, he he did a uh, Falcons money line. Um, that's a whole another discussion because it, it goes. I mean, gambling and their professional sports have been around for a long time, but now with FanDuel, uh, DraftKings, Prize Picks, picks uh, yeah. Underdogs, like now it's really like popping off. I mean, Pete Rose, he's never going to make the Hall of Fame because of it for for betting on it on his own team, right? But it, like that's a whole nother discussion. I don't know. Me personally. If you're if you're betting on your team to win, like I don't see, and you're not doing it on like team grounds, like some Lions players, I personally don't have a problem with it. It's okay in my eyes. Hey, you're not playing. You want your team to go out and win. You you throw fifteen hundred on it. Cool, man. It's your money. I don't have a problem with it. But if you're not playing, you're like, yo, I have like. 1500 on my team to lose this Sunday. It's like, bro, that's messed up, first of all. And that, I just, I don't know. It's, it's messed up if you're betting on your team to lose. But I mean, who, who, a lot of players have been suspended this season. Um, Jamal Williams, Who's, not Jamal uh, Williams, Jameson uh, from the Lions. Jameson Williams is suspended. That's just the name that I know because he played at Alabama. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dude, that, that scared me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, suspended lines. Yeah, and he's out for six weeks, I believe. Yeah, six games. Six games? Um, there, there's a couple more players. Uh, I'm sure you're looking at it right now. Um, yeah, it, it's now I'm, – I'm sure the NFL and other sports are going to, like, take a – a crackdown on it even more. I mean, I'm sure the NFL has already done done something about it, but it's they they just got to crack down on it. And if you bet on your team to win, you should get a punishment, but not an entire season. I was gonna say, how how do you think the NFL should handle these type of situations? If you're betting on your team to win, I say anywhere from like six to twelve games. Depends. Betting on your team to win. Betting on your team to win. Six, six games, six to twelve. And what if it's they're betting on the other team to win? Oh, it, well, well, okay. Season. At least a season, because that that brings a lot of factors into play, right? If you're not playing, right? Say Calvin Ridley was on the bench, he was hurt, he was out, and he's betting on the other team to win. Or say he is playing, but he's like, ah, well, I'm gonna bet on the other team I'm not going to play as good which I don't know how these players would do that like how are you going to like not play as good and purposely lose to get money from the other team winning I don't know but if it is the other team yeah I think at least a season 
that, that is honestly a good question. In Calvin's case, he was injured, so he wasn't playing, and he bet on the Falcons to take the W. Right. That is a little different. I I think yeah, like like six to ten games, six to twelve games. I'm just maybe uh, maybe a little less because he's not playing. And but if he was playing and he was betting on his team to lose, and he purposely was dropping right passes, you know, there there's actual footage of him tanking. Yeah, then it's either a couple seasons or for life. Like that's. That that's no bueno. Yeah. And um, who else? Um, who was that ref? They did a, a a movie about it, I believe. Who's that famous ref that bet on games? Uh, for the um, NBA. Yes, Adam Sandler played him, I believe. It was uh Tim. Tim Donaghy. Donaghy, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um. Well. Was that with the finals? Oh, uh, Western Conference Finals. Yeah, that was crazy. That was between the Sacramento Kings, Kings and-, and Lakers. Yep. Dude. Yeah, right here. August 15, 2007. He pleaded guilty on two federal charges related to the investigation. He was sentenced to 15 months in federal prison. Like, mm. see, if, I, if I'm a Sacramento fan, I am, I am... I'm livid at this. I'm I'm going ballistic. Sacramento had a chance to win that series and, and, go, and go to the finals. And we just yeah. saw this past season. It was the first time in like forever that they've been to the playoffs. Uh-huh. So this he yeah, he served prison time. He bet over a hundred games from two thousand three to two thousand seven. Yeah. The game referred to was widely believed the game six of the 2002 Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and Kings. The Lakers shot 27 free throws in the fourth quarter. How many did Shaq shoot? Because that's, that's a really good question. That's I mean, that kind of. I mean, if, if Shaq's shooting 12 of them. That's that's yeah, insane. It's, um, but still, 27 free throws in the fourth quarter. They, they were just calling up. Yeah, it says right here they were calling a bunch of legal screens. They were just selling the game for the Kings. That's that's insane. You said there was a movie about that? Uh, I believe it's based on the Adam Sandler actually plays Tim Donaghy in Uncut Gems. Uncut, Maybe uncut gem? No, that that's a that that's a different movie. Oh, it's actually uncut gems is not a real movie. Yeah, it's, um, it's fiction. I, I mean, I for the longest time I thought it was like the same, the same uh like, guess story like a guy that was in the NBA, a ref was just putting on games, um. But no, I was wrong. There is no movie on it. Mm. But that that's that's crazy. Like if refs are betting on games, that's a whole different story. No, nobody's safe. No, nobody's safe. As a Cowboys fan, that that's always seems to be the case. Uh, <laughs> but you know, if you're not getting caught, then 
it is what it is. Um, but like, overall, I mean, this is a lot of young guys that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. A lot of young guys. But, like I said, news has been around, swift and around. And uh, Phil Mickelson is a big name. Philly. Now, this is kind of a over time, over the last three decades, it has been reported that Phil Mickelson bet over $1 billion on sporting events, including the 2012 Ryder Cup. I bet on Team USA. Um, I mean, can, can you believe? I mean, look, I, I understand it's three decades, so we're looking at like, 27 plus years or you know because if it's from the 90s to now it's not 30 total years but put that in perspective a billion dollars over three decades that's dude yeah you're right um he came out in billy walter's book Yep. Dude, guess how much money he lost. Ugh. So the the one billion is the total amount, correct? Yes, total. And, and he lost a hundred million. Does it say how much he gained? No. Oh yeah, I got. It you. just says a hundred million dollars in losses and a billion dollars in total bets. Wow. And then he complained about how the PGA Tour handled his money. And he said he no longer gambles. Do you believe that? Bro, if you're betting, no. He's, uh, it's, I look at it as the same thing with Michael Jordan in a way. It seems like Phil is a true competitor. Like, he's not doing it, like, Michael loved betting. He just loved competing against other people and he loved taking people's money. And once you're that status of an athlete, you have the ability to throw down some pretty serious money on whatever, really whatever. And I think it just all caught up to, to Phil. I mean, shit, dude, like golf, like a, a lot of, I mean, I don't think professional golfers besides Phil do it, but like my friends that they bet money on, on golf and stuff like that. So like, I get it, but yeah, but golf golf's different, right? Like golf is, first of all, it's an individual sport. If we're yeah. talking about a football game, a basketball game, soccer, baseball, whatever money line is popular because they're going to take the team. They're going to take whichever team comes first. Whereas golf, it's like typically there, there's a lot of guys who play mm-hmm. a, every single week. If you're betting on one guy, those odds are pretty slim. Yeah. Um, like after the cut, right? So look, most PGA tours have the top 65 players. Um playing in the final two rounds so that that's like after that's after the cut so mo how golf betting usually works is you know you play thursday to sunday most of the time you're going to pick a guy before thursday Uh, yeah like the u.s open uh has a 60 player cut line so 
you have this big pool play of guys who play. And then on fr- after Friday's round, which would be round two, there's 60 to 70 guys that are playing for the rest. So it's like 60 or 70. That's that's, that's the final two rounds. So nonetheless, like the, the odds for golf is a lot more extreme than it is for football, basketball, like any, any, any team sport. So that that's why it doesn't really come to my surprise that he lost over $100 million because it's like, well, if he's betting on Tiger Woods every time, I mean, yeah, he's probably making a lot of money, but Tiger's not going to win every single time. Yeah. Let's see if I can find this. And, I mean, I'm reading here. Phil's probably our modern day Pete Rose. Like he's he's gonna get stripped from the Hall of Fame. You think so? Oh, dude, if you bet a billion dollars, yes, he's getting. Was that all on golf though? No, it wasn't. It, it didn't clarify. He placed it just said a okay, dollars. so he placed forty three bets on Major League Baseball games in one day. Holy crap! One day, forty three bets. I just want to know. I mean, you're a baseball guy. How many how many games are usually played in a day? In a day? I mean, most, most teams. Yeah, I mean, there's not many off days in baseball. Right. And there's 30 teams, 15 games if everybody's playing. So let's let's say there's 11 to 13 games a day. Yeah. That means he's that means he's betting on almost every single game. Plus, like a player or a pitcher, or I don't know. So that's just, that's just money lines, right? He probably has eleven to thirteen money lines. Then he has over unders and maybe spreads. Yep, or parlays. Pa- Bro, that's that's crazy. I mean, and the thing with with Phil is, dude, he's he's one of the greatest golfers ever. He's a 45-time PGA Tour winner. 45. He's a six-time major champion. Yep. He's got all of them except for... uh... And the thing is, bro, he was in Tiger's shadow. Pretty much... Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's... I was going to bring that up. Like, that was prime Tiger he was going against. And Tiger was just better. Yeah. I mean, he's got... I mean, Phil's good, though. He's got... Besides the U.S. Open, he's won every major. Oh yeah, Phil's a great golfer. Yeah, and he's, um, yeah, he's, he's one of one of seventeen players in the history of golf to win at least three of the four majors. I mean, that's like, like I said, there's over a hundred guys that play every single week, and he's one of seventeen guys to to do that. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I heard about this, and we talked about it before, and I didn't know. Um, like the severity of what was going on with uh, about this, but okay, here it is. Here it is. He bet a hundred and ten thousand to win a hundred thousand in total of a thousand and a hundred and fifteen times. On eight hundred and fifty-eight occasions, he bet two hundred and twenty thousand to win two hundred thousand. In two thousand and eleven alone, he made. 3,154 bets, an average of nearly nine per day. That's probably, wow. that's probably why I went to live golf 
Like so, and then he's one of the first. He made <laughs> seven thousand wagers on football, basketball, and baseball. Football, basketball, baseball. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just on golf. Yeah. Um, Bill Clinton is denying that he bet on the Ryder Cup. Yeah, and that was for what over four hundred thousand. Yeah. So, I I, I personally think he's, this is going to get investigated probably a little bit more since it's a lot of money. It's it's inter- sp- it's interesting that the news broke from a book that was written. I know, right? Like that's that's you know we we learn a lot of ways how you know sourcing and how things comes about, but a book that's that's impressive. But hey, he signed with Live for two hundred million dollars, so. It's probably why he was so quick to jump at the at the contract. Yeah, and uh, if he's found guilty, I mean, shit, he's probably already guilty. I think he gets pulled from the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, you know, Pete Rose. But again, I mean, we've seen stuff like this before. Yeah, we have... Pete Rose did it, and he's he's done. He's probably never making the Hall of Fame. And then, um, but it was the, it's the gambling shenanigans. I mean, it's not new, right? I mean, yeah, it's it's dude, it's been around longer than me and you've been alive. Yeah. So, gambling, that's wow, a hundred million dollars in losses. That's. The Phil's he's a great golfer, and we watched him rise to. I mean, yeah, we're probably in love when he rose to fame. He's been one of the greatest golfers of our generation, and just something like this to just kind of pop out of nowhere. And oh, I mean, it's it's always been known he's been had a gambling problem, but it's just the the numbers, the numbers. Like God, man, that's a lot of money. It it, it is a lot of money. Yeah, I still can't really wrap my head around a billion dollars. Right. But regardless, that's what I'm saying. Like, the article says he's not betting now. I I don't know if I 100% believe that. But yeah. it's like, you know, the first couple of guys we discussed, those are young guys. Those are guys who are in their 20s. Like, it's it's more common for younger guys to make those kind of decisions. But it's like, well, Phil was... was in his 20s, in his 30s, even in his 40s, like making those things. So I don't know if you can necessarily put age on this kind of stuff, but regardless, man, I, I just think I think athletes overall, I think it's just fascinating the decisions they can make. And I, I don't really know what causes it. Uh, to defend Phil here, like I said earlier, golf is a one-man game. So you really can't bet. I mean, he did bet on the Ryder Cup as Team USA, but besides that, believe to be, but believe, yeah, believe to be, is you're by yourself and yeah. golf. Like you bet each hole, you bet eighteen. Like I, I get it, I, I do. If I had that much money and I was that good at golf, golf is, I think, one of the hardest sports to play in the world. It's one of the hardest sports to get good at. And when you get to that level, like, bro, he's a 45-time PGA Tour winner. 
Yeah. And if I got a fat contract, I would be betting. I don't know about a billion dollars in total, but I would be betting. I mean, again, it's over three decades. I think I think that you know there's something to say for that, but still a billion dollars, which is which is a ton. But even the Calvin Ridley thing, like only fifteen it doesn't matter, right? Like they need to understand the position they're in. Yeah. They they have kids from ages like four to like 16 or 17 like like child you know fans rooting for them and it's just it's just setting a bad example and i I don't know where we go from here i don't know if more players are gonna take an i would hope right i would hope players kind of open their eyes a little bit and and understand that hey you kind of need to set an example for the next guy and for the kids looking up to you. Yeah. Um, just now in sports, the leagues, all the sports leagues are just getting younger and younger yep. and younger each, each year. So it, the dude just got a bunch of grown up to do. And now with today's age, of the internet, like there's just so many betting websites. It's, like you check on Instagram and Twitter, like everybody's betting nowadays. Right. And these athletes got that money. Like they're going to bet, dude. Uh, I bet probably like a more, a lot more NFL players and basketball players are betting. They just haven't been caught yet. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a tough subject because I don't know. It's, well, well it's, it's, especially with uh, NIL deals. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's money getting handed to them. And being that young, getting that much money, they probably think, oh, well, if I lose on a bet, I'm going to get a $20,000 check tomorrow. Some endorsement's going to sponsor me. I'm going to make me that even more. You know, they, they just want to, they want to make more, make more, make more. And that I, I, I know how the, the betting, uh, you know, your adrenaline gets going. I've seen it. I've seen people like lose all their money, lose all their chips on, on going big. And now look, I, I under I understand like big games, right? I understand the Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, play playoffs even, but preseason games, meaningless regular season games, doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me either. And. Uh, I literally go on Twitter and I just see somebody like, X. yo, dude, I, I, I put $1,000 on Drew Locke to pass for 150 yards in a preseason. Yeah, preseason, like, preseason week one. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like dude, it's preseason. Right. Like, Drew, Drew Locke is maybe going to play two drives and then he's sitting down for the rest of the game. Like, that's, that's crazy. It's insane, and, and even going like farther, not just like sports betting, but like the rise of Rubet and the rise of online casinos and stuff like that. Like that's a problem now. Yep. I, I mean, I have, my boy told me a story. He put in 20 cents on a slot machine, 20 cents. He won $1,200 in about 30 seconds from 20 cents. Yeah. And lost it all in another 30 seconds. Right. 
yeah, adrenaline gets going and that dopamine in their brains just wants more. But the, I've been saying it, the highs of gambling is like no other high. It's really not. And the lows are like no other lows. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, I think I think other athletes should just pay attention, right? Don't flash a gun. Don't gamble. Don't go 156 miles per hour when you're in your rookie year and your whole future's ahead of you. And I think we'll be all right. But I, I think the gambling, there's a degree to it that is okay compared to drugs and alcohol and violence and killing people and murder, like, that that kind of stuff is just not like that's not that's not right. Yeah, I, I feel like most teams now they're gonna sit down with their young stars. Like maybe you don't realize it yet, but you have a massive reach for the younger audience, right? And 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 maybe that's the play, right? Everybody, every player has. I don't want to say therapist, but every player meets with a group of professionals that sit them down and say, Hey, look, here's, here's your future in front of you. And here's what you need to do to avoid screwing that up. Yeah. Not necessarily telling them what to do, but showing them the consequences that can happen because it seems to me like a lot of these guys just don't know. Like they just feel like they're on top of the world. And like you said, they're invincible. And I I think in older more mature people coming in and explaining to them what can happen is is what needs to be done and i'm sure teams have that organizations have that but i feel like especially for young guys coming in young 20s coming into a league rookies i think all rookies should have one just you know two or three people that explain to them hey just be careful I thought vets would be enough. Having the older people on the team and them sitting down with the rookies being like, hey, you made it. You're here. You have a lot of money. Be smart. You've seen a lot of professional athletes be bankrupt and out of the league in three to five years. Be smart. Don't gamble. Don't do stupid stuff. Like, it's literally football and your family. Like, those... That's what you need to be focused on right now. Yep. Foot football and family, not nothing else. And I mean, you said it earlier, like Henry Ruggs and Jaw, like they were good people. I mean, they still are. Like, I mean, Henry's not a good person, but Jaw is still like a good person somewhat. Yep. And maybe it is the money, I guess. Like Henry played under one of the greatest college football head coaches ever in Nick Saban. Well, I don't know if it, I don't know if I think it's a combination between the money and the lifestyle. Yeah, that's right cuz you have all that money and you're living in Las Vegas. Like yeah. that's that that's a terrible I combo. Mean, if, if the Las Vegas strip is right in your backyard. Yeah. But again, same, same with Jaw. You've got this is a you've got so city. many resources you can reach out to. Yeah, therapist. Like that's honestly been a really good idea for NFL teams. Once a week. No, I, I, I think across the board. I think across the board. I think MLB. I think NHL, the NBA, ML, yeah. MLS for soccer. 
just sit down with a therapist or a counselor or somebody and just be like, hey, just talk, just talk them through whatever. And then keep their head on a swivel and just let them play their professional sport and not get a negative spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I think we covered some good, good ground today. Obviously just, you know, recent news coming out and just paying attention. I think that's all it really takes from these guys. Kyle. Yeah. Just paying attention, realizing how big of an influence you really have and, uh, just taking advantage of it and just making the younger generation just making them better and dude, you you have all these kids looking up to you the Jama Ranchers they're selling out the wazoo dude and for you to do something like that and then do it again it's just stupid and same with Henry it's, you just gotta be better <laughs>